0: This is our exotic dancers that
1: are one by one. Take love to all of your
0: orifices in ear seduction. Ear seduction.
1: Hello and welcome to Ear Seduction. I'm your host Paul Schilling. Today I'm going to try something a little new on Ear Seduction. I'm going to publish the first in a series I'm calling the hot tub monologues. They will consist of retellings of conversations I've had with various people at my athletic club while sitting in the hot tub. I know that sounds weird, but trust me, they should be really fun to listen to and entertaining for you. And of course, there's going to be a video version published on my YouTube channel. You see, I'm a member of an old school athletic club. It's not a 24-hour fitness or anything like that. It's an exclusive club filled with conservatives. And when I go there to relax in the hot tub, which I try to do very often, I end up talking to many of them. And through these conversations, I get to learn what it is that a modern conservative man thinks and how they feel. One thing that you should keep in mind is that many of these fellas have been coming to this athletic club for 40 plus years, and some quite a bit longer, up to 60 years. They're almost all white, married, retired Christian men. And for some reason, they're very open to talking to me. I've never been the type of person to back away from a good conversation. So I almost always engage. And this series is an account of what I've learned. My hope is that you also might learn something and laugh a little bit along the way. But what I really want to focus on in this series is what it is that white, elderly, conservative men think, believe, feel who they are and what they want for the future of this country. Now, I don't necessarily want you to empathize with them. I know I do sometimes, but that's not my goal here. The goal is to educate you about what it is that grandpa and most likely grandma think about the people in this country and how to best serve them or not serve them. So the following is a full conversation that I had with Mario. Now I changed his name. I've changed all the names in this series. But what I essentially do is after my conversation, I take notes and I try to recreate it. Sometimes I do this in monologue format, hence the name Hot Tub Monologues. Today is going to be a dialogue with a monologue introduction and a monologue conclusion final thoughts, if you will. The real key to this is that I've tried to recount this conversation to the best of my ability. I've tried to give Mario all the benefit of the doubt. And I've tried to recount everything that was said. Now, I don't literally have a recorder in there with us. I think that would make everybody very uncomfortable. And Anyone recording anything under these circumstances would make everybody involved feel very, very uncomfortable. So a lot of this is taken from memory. But I have a pretty good memory. And what I try to do is cover the themes and how I remember them being spoken to me. Mario is a white male in his 60s. I would classify him as center-right. He's very artsy. He reads and writes and plays music. I'm told that he's a very good musician, but I've never heard him play. He's currently writing a novel. I, too, am writing a book, and that is how we first connected. We've talked about a dozen times, mostly about his book and sometimes about mine. I'd say he's aloof, but very interested in telling you what he is up to and his thoughts on things. He doesn't talk about his family. He almost always initiates conversation with me, but he never seems to care much what I say. That is, of course, until today. Hey. Hey, Mario. How have you been?
0: Good. Just working on my book. You? Did you finish your book?
1: No, not yet. I'm still working on it with Ed. I'm in the second round of editing, so there's that. Say, did you, did you ever get through that chapter I sent you? Yeah.
0: Did you, did you get my response?
1: Yes. Thanks for that. Have you had a chance to think about it further? You mentioned in your response that you were going to give it some time to digest.
0: Well, it's not really something that I would ever read, so I just skimmed over. I think your biggest challenge will be finding an audience for it. It's very dense.
1: Yeah, I'm attempting to establish a science of morality, so it's not going to be an easy task.
0: Hmm. I don't see how morality can be a science. Something either is a science or it isn't. And I don't think morality is a science.
1: Yeah, this is one of my goals in the book. To convince people that morality can be a science. But if you think about it, cosmology wasn't always a science. We had to discover it. So that's what I'm suggesting in the book. I think it would make a lot more sense if you were to read the entire book instead of just one chapter.
0: Cosmology? You mean like astronomy? Yeah. What's the difference?
1: Well, cosmology focuses on how the universe started and how it used to be. And astronomy looks more at how the universe is now. More or less.
0: Oh, like the whole expansion
1: thing. Yeah. That's right.
0: Well, I have my own ideas about how the universe came into being.
1: You have your own ideas? What do you mean?
0: Yeah. How everything began, and how life began? For me, I'm much more interested in life, the things that find themselves on these objects orbiting stars. I don't care much
1: about cosmology. Oh, I see. So you'd be more interested in something like abiogenesis and biology. What? Abiogenesis. It's the science of how life began on planet Earth. It's really great stuff. Since you're more interested in life and people, then you'd probably love it. Yeah.
0: Actually, I suspect that, in fact, most of what's in your book isn't really in my wheelhouse.
1: Well, in the book, I just try to focus on the evidence and what it can demonstrate. How it doesn't really matter what our opinions are, there's evidence to demonstrate the Big Bang. And no matter what we think or believe, the science will go on discovering the truth like a machine that works in the background. And because it does, we all benefit.
0: Is that how you think it all started? The Big Bang?
1: Yeah, I I accept the evidence that demonstrates that the universe started with the Big Bang. Sure.
0: Well, I have my own views on the beginning of the universe. And anyway, that's just your opinion.
1: Well, it's not my opinion, but I also talk about this type of misconception in the book. I try to point out in the book that no matter what people believe about how the universe began, the evidence is very clear that it all started in an event called the Big Bang.
0: That's kind of judgmental of you, don't you think? Maybe you could just back off a little.
1: Uh, I'm sorry, Mario. I I thought we were just talking about the book. I I didn't mean to offend you. I'm really sorry. I'm not judging you. I just meant that in my book, I talk about how, in science, people don't really have their own opinions about how the universe began. They just look to the evidence. You know, the red light shift and the background radiation and stuff like that.
0: Well, I have my opinion. And you have yours. I don't see what it has to do with science.
1: Well, that's the beauty of science. It just focuses on the evidence. Like in the book, I talk about that. I, and I expand on that concept to include morality. How we should just focus on the evidence. That way we can make a science out of morality.
0: Well, it's going to be hard to find an audience for that. You know, you really come across as a know-it-all. Like you're better than everyone.
1: Oh no, I, I, I don't think that at all. I'm, I'm sorry. I feel like I offended you again. No. I just think that you
0: need to be really careful when you talk about this kind of thing.
1: You mean, I need to be careful when I talk about the science that demonstrates that the Big Bang occurred?
0: Yeah. You really come off like a know-it-all.
1: So, you don't think the universe started with the Big Bang?
0: No. I think the Big Bang is just one interpretation. I have my own.
1: Okay, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I just go by the evidence. All the evidence points towards the Big Bang. So that's what I accept. You know, maybe you'd like reading the rest of the book, not just that one chapter. I I cover all these topics and really give a lot of information about how these types of misunderstandings can be avoided. Uh, You were saying that I need to think about my audience. Actually, my audience is someone just like you. Someone who cares about people, but doesn't really know about all the science. The idea is that by the end of the book you'd start to care about science and to use it as a tool for understanding and progress and i'd really love to hear your response and and get your feedback
0: okay now you're getting judgy again i am yes i have my own ideas about how it all began and you're not acknowledging that
1: oh no i'm sorry I, i didn't mean to make you feel judged i just always believe what the evidence can demonstrate I, I guess if I was going to believe you, you'd have to tell me what it is that you think happened and and how it all started. You know, in the beginning of the universe, and then show me the evidence. I'd be happy to believe it then. There you go
0: again. I don't have to justify my beliefs to you. They're mine, and they're just as valid as anyone else's.
1: You know, I actually have a section of this in my book. Th- this problem that we're having right now, I discuss it.
0: I bet you do. You seem to cover everything in this book of yours. Besides, you can't prove that what I think isn't true.
1: Mario, I I don't even know what it is that you believe. I mean, we haven't ever talked about it. I'm just saying that I accept the science, and for some reason it doesn't sound like you do. And I guess that offends you? Actually, that is part of the reason I wrote the book, was to avoid this problem that we're having. For for people that don't really know what the science is, and think that they can just believe whatever they want. And how that breaks down communication. There you go again!
0: Questioning my beliefs. Who are you to say my beliefs are false? You can't prove that what I believe isn't true. It's true to me.
1: Now, now I feel like everything I say is wrong. I'm sorry. I'm not questioning your beliefs at all. I don't even know what, the, what you actually believe. I'm just talking about my book. In the book, I point out that just because a belief cannot be proven false, doesn't mean it should be believed. In order to warrant belief, there has to be evidence to support believing it. Well, you'd agree to that, wouldn't you?
0: No, I don't give a shit about science or evidence. I care about people and I can believe wherever I want. You don't know anything about me. You don't know what I do or don't know about cosmology.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, you're right. I, I mean, we're friends, I know you, I know you, but I'm sorry, you're right. I don't know enough about you. Uh, to make that distinction. This is the first time anything like this has happened between us, so... I've offended you again. I'm sorry. Wait, have I done this before? Has this happened between us before? Have I said something to offend you in the past? Like before this conversation?
0: Yes, actually. It's just this is the first time I'm bringing it up.
1: You've made me feel this way before, for sure. Again. Mario, I'm sorry. I I didn't mean to offend you. I I figured that we were in a safe space. You're giving me feedback about my book, and and I'm just explaining what I wrote. I thought that we had an understanding.
0: Yeah, well, you shouldn't do that. Can
1: you elaborate? Like, what I shouldn't do? Yeah. It's like you
0: can't just deny other people their opinions. Everyone has their own way of knowing, and you can't just say to them that they don't know something.
1: Okay, I I mean, I get that. Uh, I totally get that. Okay, um... I didn't really think that this was what I was doing. I, I was just responding to what you said. You know, you you said about cosmology, that you didn't really know about it, and that you were more interested in life and people. I just got the impression that you didn't really know much about the Big Bang, so, you know, that that's all. Wait a second, though. Let me ask you a quick question. Since you're more interested in life, you know, for instance, that all life is based off of carbon, right? That every living thing is made mostly of carbon atoms. Yeah. Alright, so did you know that all those carbon atoms were first made inside of stars? And that when those stars went supernova, they spread all that carbon throughout the universe. Then it formed again into the Earth and eventually into life. So in a very specific way, the thing that you're interested in, life, has something to do with cosmology. That's cool, right?
0: See? There you go again. That's really important to you, isn't it? To find out what I know and don't know. You're a pedant.
1: What? I don't even know what a pedant is. You mean, like, pedantic? Yeah. No, no, I'm just trying to relate to you. I'm sorry. I'm I'm just trying to build a bridge here. You said that you were more interested in life, so I figured that you'd really like that little factoid and that that we could start from there, a, a place of, you know, understanding. It shows how biology, the thing you're interested in, relates directly to cosmology. So, you know, I just thought we could agree on that. Yeah, well,
0: that's the thing with you. You're always trying to be professorial. I imagine that you want people to follow you, right? With your book? That you want people to come along?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to relate to people and convince them that science is something they can care about and maybe that they should care about it that it relates to them and the things that they want to know and understand and ultimately, about who they want to be, the kind of person they want to be, their morality.
0: Well, you have to deliver it in such a way as to... I mean, you just can't, uh... I mean, you're telling me I don't know anything about cosmology is not the way to do it. Imagine that you're a teacher. You have to figure out a way to tell your students things so that they don't get offended. You have to give me room for my
1: truth. But, okay, well, if I was a teacher, though, wouldn't I be teaching out of a textbook? I mean, right? No. Forget about that. What I'm
0: saying is that you have to recognize that other people have their own way. And you have to be able to convince them that what you're talking about has value to them personally.
1: Well, Okay. So how would I do that?
0: That's for you to figure out. You're smart just think about it for a while. Before you talk to people you have to think long and hard about how to say things so that you don't offend them
1: Well I mean that's for sure I certainly didn't mean to offend you I mean I'm sorry uh, Mario I, I still feel like we're we're way off here I, I'm not, I really like you I, I don't want you to be this mad at me I'm not trying to to solicit this kind of response from you. I mean, hopefully, uh, by apologizing so much and trying to understand your perspective, I've, I've made that clear, right? That I, that I really appreciate you telling me all this, and, and that I really value you as a friend.
0: Yeah, well, before you talk to me next time, you need to keep that in mind.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, for sure. It's so hard, you know, to know what will offend people or, or what won't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean because I really do appreciate your perspective and I know that there is a whole world of information that I don't know anything about and that you do. So, you know, I really value what you have to say.
0: Yeah, well, you don't know everything, you know. When you talk to people, you sometimes act like you do.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, I'm I'm sorry. I I didn't mean to come across that way. I I really didn't mean to offend you. I, I was just saying that I go by evidence. So that's what I believe.
0: Well, you have to be willing to accept other people's opinions. I mean, you know, you know, when I say this to you, I'm actually talking about myself. I remember being your age and having big ideas and wanting to share those ideas with people around me. I had passion and it didn't always go well for me either.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. That must have been really hard for you. Yeah, and so when I tell you this is because
0: I just don't want you to have those same problems. You know, there are lots of young people in the world that don't think much of us old fellas. They don't think we have anything to say or anything left to give, and that's just wrong. But you just can't do it that way, you know? You just can't.
1: So, you had a similar problem to what what I'm having right now? Like, you've had this conversation, but from my perspective?
0: Yeah. I have.
1: Huh. Well, that's sort of interesting. I mean... It's weird it's weird to me that you're you've been in this situation before but you don't seem to be very empathetic with my what's going on right now. You you've had the same experience and that I'm having now and and you're still this offended even though you 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 understand that where I'm coming from and and I, I mean I've even apologized a bunch and everything and you still seem really upset like even after all this. That's uh, confusing to me.
0: Well, what does that have to do with it? Uh, why would me having empathy stop me from taking offense to you saying that I don't know anything about
1: cosmology? I don't know. I, it just those two things don't seem compatible to me. They, they seem contradictory. Like, like if I was empathizing with you, I don't think I would take offense. Well,
0: that does, those don't have anything to do with each other. Besides, I've always had a problem with empathy. Empathy has never been one of my strong points.
1: Oh, uh, well... I mean, it was just an observation. You know, never mind. It, it's not a big deal. We can, we can get through this. <laughs> I mean, I hope. I hope we can still be friends after this. I, I I hope this hasn't ruined anything.
0: Either way, you need to let people have their opinions and beliefs. And anyway, just because you say it was just an observation after everything, doesn't absolve you from anything.
1: Okay. <laughs> Now I feel like I can't say anything right. It's like you want me to let everyone have their own opinions and not question them. But when I have an opinion about you, you just get offended again.
0: Oh, I see. I see. So you just want to argue, right? That's what this is? Well, fine.
1: Okay, so let's discuss a little bit about what happened during this conversation. To start with, I want to make clear that Mario is not a strict conservative. He has many liberal positions politically. For instance, he is pro-gay marriage. However, he does fall into conservative modes of thought. That is especially true regarding his thoughts on science, skepticism, and his worldview. The most obvious way that Mario demonstrates that he is thinking like a conservative is in his notion that he can have his own thoughts on how the universe began how life began, and more generally, that when his notions are called into question, he is being threatened. This is a hallmark of modern conservative thinking. And this type of thinking is rife on both sides of the political spectrum. I regularly see this both on the right and the left. Where there is an emphasis on the right on religious conservatism, the emphasis on the left is on something called ancient wisdom, or the notion that everyone can have their own truth. Essentially, in Woo, you can easily identify Mario's conservatism by analyzing our conversation. Early on, Mario demonstrated that he didn't know anything about cosmology, and science more generally, when he asked me what cosmology was, and then referred to cosmology as the whole expansion thing. He then left no doubt of his ignorance of cosmology when he stated confidently that he had his own ideas about how the universe began and how life began. He then acknowledged his ignorance by stating that he didn't care much for cosmology, that the topics weren't in his wheelhouse, and that the Big Bang was just my opinion. I could go on here, but those statements alone are enough evidence to demonstrate that Mario had almost no idea what we were talking about. That noise you hear in the background is my dog Muggsy getting a drink of water. How lovely. Anyway, anyone who understands the nature of evidence and follows the tenets of skepticism understands that no one has their own opinions, thoughts, or version of how the universe began or of how life began. These are matters of fact. And those facts are the background radiation and the red light shift that demonstrate the Big Bang occurred. In regards to how life began, there are numerous facts that I could cite here, but since we didn't really go into it in depth in the conversation, I won't go into the details now. It's suffice to say, though, that the evidence for abiogenesis is robust and conclusive. No matter what the evidence is, and no matter what science has to say about the universe and how it began, Mario's thoughts and opinions have nothing to do with it. They're completely irrelevant. This is how conservatism, and in this case, I mean a commitment to traditional values and ideas with opposition to change or innovation. This is how conservatism creeps into the minds of even the most liberal people. Now, as I stated in the introduction, Mario's probably center-right, so he's no liberal or progressive thinker. But he is definitely not an ultra-right-wing fundamentalist Republican either. But his notions that he has his own opinions about how the universe began, that the Big Bang is just one interpretation of how the universe began, and that by me espousing the Big Bang as the answer, I'm just sharing my opinion. Those are all conservative notions. You see, one huge aspect of modern thought that conservatives never really understood is that during the Enlightenment, otherwise known as the Age of Reason, humanity learned through an onslaught of humanism, skepticism, nihilism, and methodological naturalism. And what they learned is that the metaphysics of the ancient thinkers must be demonstrated first in order to be adopted as true. Thus, the notion of epistemology was invented during the Enlightenment, along with the scientific method. This brought an end to people's opinions of what exists and how things came to be, which was metaphysics and gave rise to the scientific method and modern-day epistemology, which could be referred to as epistivism. Epistivism is a tenet of skepticism that states that in order to warrant belief, there must be evidence to demonstrate the soundness of the belief. The scientific method demonstrates what exists and how things exist through rigorous collection of evidence, thorough testing, and relentless peer review. And so the ancient practice of just declaring how the universe began irrespective of evidence went extinct with the enlightenment. Before the enlightenment, philosophers just declared what exists based on reason and deep thought, much like Mario tried to do. So the beginning all of all things was just posited as claims and statements devoid of evidence. There were declarations of the void, infinity, a first cause, atoms, God, elements, and much, much more. These ancient thinkers just made their declarations as if they were true and never sought to support any of their claims with evidence. If one or many of their notions turned out to be true in some small way, it was by accident and only demonstrated to be true many centuries later, utilizing the scientific method. Democritus didn't know that the universe was atomic any more than, and I'm going to butcher this, I know I'm going to butcher this, and Hexagoras knew that all phenomena was caused by natural forces. They were just thinking aloud and writing down their thoughts. It was science that demonstrated the truth of their claims. And when you look into what they actually claimed in their books, you could see just how far off they really were from the actual truth. The ancients, as wise as they were and as accidentally correct as they sometimes were, were really quite ignorant of how things actually turned out to be. Now, Mario never shared with me what his thoughts were, but after hearing him scoff at cosmology, I can imagine that they were just as ignorant as any of the ancient philosophers. But conservatives won't let us move on from our ignorant and overconfident past. They require that we maintain the status quo of our forefathers and carry on their legacy. That is part of what it means to be conservative. So while Mario might have his own thoughts on how the universe began, he doesn't look to the evidence to support his conviction. He just looks to himself. That's just his opinion. And when faced with the facts during our conversation, He lashed out at me in opposition to my clear and reasonable answers, the answers of science and cosmology. When I pointed that out, that the facts demonstrate that the answer to the question of how did the universe begin is the Big Bang, Mario got angry with me. When I noticed that he was ignorant and said it aloud, instead of engaging in conversation, To determine what the facts actually are and understand why my epistemology is the way it is, Mario got offended. Getting offended and angry is another hallmark of conservatism. What other option do they have? They don't have evidence to support their claims. So instead of engaging with new information that would and should force them to abandon their antiquated beliefs, they throw a fit and the conversation you just heard ensues. In closing, in closing, it's important to understand our enemies. And while Mario isn't an enemy of mine in that he isn't significant in my life, nor is he a physical threat to me, he is an enemy to reason, knowledge, honesty, integrity, trust, and well-being. By rejecting modern thought and holding on to his conservatism, he perpetuates ignorance, first in himself. And then in the other people in his life that he convinces of his account of how the universe began. And that is what this podcast is all about. Identifying ignorance and protecting yourself from it. Thank you. And this has been Ear Seduction.